Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day, thanks again for getting our preview podcast of Golden Rose Day. Rose Hill, look like we've got perfect conditions here. Only a couple of minor scratchings, so this is Saturday morning, we're talking business. Please get your race speed profiles out, final edition, and use this as your accompaniment. Vince Cardi, good morning to you. Hey, top of the morning to you, Ralphie. All right, mate, let's get, let's get into it. So the first three races we didn't cover yesterday, they're lower standard, lower profile. Uh, any interest in playing in the first three? No. Yeah. <laughs> nice and simple. So that's well, the. Oh, high- sorry, I sh- I should hold back. Yep. Race three. Yes, I do have an interest in number nine. Right, so this is how good are you? So it's it's been yep. going really well. Just uh, because we didn't touch it yesterday, yeah, put some meat on the bones of what, what interests you there. Okay, well, this particular runner, firstly, it's the Waterhouse Bot profile. But what I really liked about this runner was firstly what it did two starts back at Rose Hill over 1500 when breaking through and getting a 0.6 above benchmark 15th best of the day then they stepped it up to the 1800 I love the way this horse relaxed 7.8 lengths below benchmark first section that's fantastic particularly when you're rock hard fit Beautiful acceleration in the mid-race, going plus one, you know, one length above the standard between the eight and the four. Acceleration was nearly nine lengths. And then very, very strong last 400, Ralphie, plus 4.8. Of course, slightly softer tempo, but I just can't help but feel this horse is just going to get it easy up front. And it's, it's, it's skinny. It's not like it's a golden price or anything like that. I just... Just looks so hard for this horse to miss the top three. Well, once again, so to underline how you approach it, so it's second favourite to Marquise, who had beat last start, and yep. uh, and you, you'll be keeping the place on side, and you, you can't see a reason why it won't uh, lead throughout and be and at least hang on for a place. Yeah, well, it certainly wasn't weakening. Yeah, exactly. But also that the the soft tempo created a bit of an illusion that Marquise uh, was um, was you know uh, being able to hang on there. Well, this is it, and I like I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised. Of course, funny things can happen in the game, particularly when the Waterhouse bot market moving movement is important, particularly with that stable. Yes. The reality is, all things being normal, I'm just not sure how that horse can't finish first or second. Lovely. All right. Well, race four, we discussed this yesterday. So Royal Tribute ran second to Osmosis on debut. Very, very sharp return, and it included a mid-race slowdown. You've got it on top from uh, Osmosis, who did beat it. Uh, Barber, Celestial Legend, and the others. Now you've seen the prices, and you've weighed these up Saturday morning. What's your final thoughts? Well, again, we're at the tight end of the stick in terms of uh, win-place ratio for Royal Tribute, but we're in another scenario. I just cannot see how this horse, this is Royal Tribute, has any issues in controlling the front and has to be the hardest horse to run down. Just has to be, unless it loses a leg between last (laughs) start or, you know, or from when it last did any work. It's just so hard to see this horse running badly, really, Ralphie. It's not like it's a big field and there could be a lot of intensity from where it just, I just can't see it. 
So we're looking at race five now, the, uh, the the longer race. The speed forecast below average. So last start, there was a good argument to say, well, Verona greatly disadvantaged by having to do a huge mid-race compared to Athabaskan. But you're sticking fat that uh, Athabaskan again could get the ideal race shape. So why why not have it on top from Verona, Alabir and Desert Icon? It's a tricky race, Ralphie. Yep. Again, because of the, the nature of the race shape and a horse like Desert Icon again could just lead all the way, right? Yep. But – I do feel this is a race where there's a half a dozen chances and whichever runner you choose, you're probably going to be a bit unlucky if you don't finish on the podium because only three horses can finish there, Ralphie. Uh, myself, yeah, Athapaskin looks looks right and most likely is going to take some beating, but it's just too awkward for me, this race, Ralphie. Too many chances. Well, not many chances in race five. Not many runners either. Just the just the eight runners. Sorry, in race six and uh, Espiano. So we outlined the case for it yesterday. Your final thoughts Saturday morning? What's well, all about? Can you get set? Yep. It's just I just feel Espiano is too good, Ralphie. Because particularly with this race shape. I, yes. If it was enough, if it was one more run down the track, I would be even more confident. But the reality is, I'm just a little bit heartbroken by the price. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always want more. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. Race seven on the program here. So you've ended up with Waterford on top, but you made the case yesterday for both Lions Roar and Kerwin's Lane being very, very good value at the price uh, if they bring their A game first up. And then Crosstalk is the obvious leader and the one to run down. Yes, Ralphie. I, I'm not really changing my tune from yesterday. I'm paid a little bit more respect for Waterford just in terms of positioning running and it, it always comes back down to this race pace, right, where we end up truly with the speed. If I was absolutely certain how that speed would be, I might have a slightly different view. For that reason, I'm a little bit more cautious, but definitely big value, Lions Raw. Lions Raw at about, uh, about $16 there as we speak Saturday morning. Okay, the Golden Rose, it's the uh, it's the, it's the real stallion-making race. Uh, no, no real change to the market, I think, from yesterday as far as, you know, uh, Cylinder mid fours uh, and uh, and Shinzo five to uh, it's a little bit of uh, mid fives around. You said yesterday was a two horse race again. Once we look, open up your uh, your race speed profiles here, high confidence Shinzo Cylinder Charmstone and Cap. Yeah, I'm probably I shouldn't completely dismiss militarise Ralphie yep. in terms of a horse that you know I'm not going to sit here and say there's no way this horse can't you know, dramatically improving, if I'm not mistaken, is that Blinker's first time for that horse? Uh, yeah, I think it was, actually, wasn't it last time? Yeah, no, it's Blinker's first time. Blinker, sorry, Blinker's first time today, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yes, I feel that you have to, from this stable, yes. you respect that, right? Yeah. Now, is that going to be enough to beat Shinzo? My view is no. My Yeah, my view is no. I, I feel that Shinzo... For me, is the horse they all have to beat. Well, that's lovely. So I know you'll be keeping the place on side and enjoying it around about the five fifty uh, as as we speak. Uh, race nine on the program here. Moderate confidence here, but we outlined the case yesterday. Vienna Princess was terrific. Three starts back, and it's got the best recent IVR time. Short Lane's got the big finish on it. Pirelli, Kokoro, and the other three. Kokoro in particular is good odds. Yeah, it's not a race you can just, from my perspective, where I can just dive in and say. 
Yes, you can, of course you can make some money. You can make money in any race, right? And the price is particularly good here. But it's it's not straightforward where I can sit here and say, I just feel it's a two-horse contest and my money looks safe or safer, I should say. The reality is Vienna Prince is an excellent horse. If you're doing quali- uh, qualities, you should be putting it in. The 13, Kokoro, you should be putting in. I'd even be putting in Steely, Ralphie. And, of course, you have to have Chorton Lane in no matter what. Yeah, there's no knock on it, but just if you want to pl- take that mid-twos price, of course. The, the change uh, from yesterday, the, the most significant change from our discussion yesterday is that in the last race, Extravagant Stars out. They're certainly going to let you set on uh, on OJ. So as far as uh, your final thoughts are on the last race in the program, what are they? Well, this is an interesting run of this OJ. It profiles superbly, Ralphie. It's going to be a good speed race, even with all those omissions. Maybe if you're unlucky and there is ends up being no pace for whatever crazy reason, then I'd probably be a little bit negative, OJ. But I just feel the pressure's going to be there and this horse will get its chance. Just need a little bit of luck. And Damien Lane on fire, uh, he's, he's a rider that... Generally speaking, if you put some money on and he's riding, you're a big chance of collecting. Uh, it seems like uh, your final thoughts Saturday morning are that you're pretty keen on how good are you, Espiona and uh, and uh, Shinzo was probably your main three plays. Is that fair? Yeah, and you'll be making money. Nice to hear. All right, once again, really appreciate your support as a customer of Year Round Carnival Preview Edition. Get on.